0: Welcome back to the Pride of Iron's YouTube channel. Uh, we're here for another episode of the really poorly named Rival Views. Uh, this week we have Rishi from uh, oh, Fox's Pride. I almost said Proud Foxes. Fox's Pride. Um, let talk about the game this weekend against Leicester. Uh, we missed that one last week. We couldn't get hold of anyone from Wolves. Um, and maybe I should stop doing these because we had quite a good result. Um, but let's, let's see how we get on. So, Rishi, thank you for joining us. How's it going on your end?
1: Yeah, really good, Jim. Thanks for having us on. Um, it's a shame we can't see you at the King, and welcome you guys to the King Power uh, on Sunday, but um, 12 o'clock would have been an early kickoff anyway for us all.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if this wasn't going on, I suppose it wouldn't be a 12 o'clock kickoff. off but um, yeah, the, the match day routine is, a, is somewhat different right nowadays. Are you guys still keeping up to date with each other, you know, keeping up to date, hanging out on Zoom, doing all that kind of stuff pre-match?
1: We've done a, we've done a few zooms um I think we uh, there's a there's a little bit of zoom fatigue at the moment and it, I think it um there's a, a little bit of like oh, we've all had these all all day at work um uh, so it's been a bit harder to get the same enthusiasm uh, as we had um but we, you know there's a lot of whatsapp chat and I think that's sort of surpassed some of it where we don't want to be on screens but um I, th- I think I think it's all shifting a little bit because everyone's still buzzing from last Sunday's massive win and um, I think we're going to get a bit more enthusiastic about being top of the league for a, for a few more days
0: Yeah I think that's the, it's the, it's the it, that's the thing isn't it, trying to find that way of being excited about football again with people even though you're not with people It's um, it's certainly a a time to be a bit more creative, I guess. And I'll get you for Zoom fatigue. I'm the same throughout work. And we're doing this now on Zoom. Um, But hopefully soon we'll all be hanging out together in in pubs again and, you know, going to matches. uh, Fingers crossed. So the first question I've got for you uh, today, I think it's probably a pretty easy one. You've alluded it to there. Um, What have you made of your start to the season? Um, it's
1: completely surpassed all our expectations. I mean, to be fair, every Leicester fan was coming to the season with a bit of trepidation. We ended last season, which just, I, that end of season all felt really weird. It was all a bit surreal. You know, we went to the games. People like you and I are season ticket holders. It's strange not watching on telly when you're like, this is not what I normally do. And it was just a whimper, you know, to, to miss out on the Champions League positions at the end. I mean, now that we're going to be missing out on it anyway, um, it feels a little bit less, less terrible to not be drawn in the cool group. Um, but, you know, the team has surpassed all our expectations. The, the result against Man City has, has us all buzzing. I mean, we've had we've had some good results against Man City in, in, in recent years. It's not quite as much of a shock, but it just feels a bit annoying to not have been there, given I've been there the last five seasons in a row.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to find something to get excited about, though, right? I mean, I know it's so congested at the moment, being so early in the season. You know, our win at the weekend took us from 18th, I think, at kickoff to 12th when the third goal went in and then to 10th when the fourth went in so it, it's that congested but I think it's that time of the season where you should start getting your phone out and taking screenshots of the league table whenever you're doing well and and now's a good time for you guys right
1: yeah and I mean everyone's been buzzing about that but also I think tomorrow we've got the Europa League draw which uh, is something that I don't think I'd be as quite as excited about but it's, it's, it, well, it's a little bit of a mixed feeling we, we won't be traveling to anywhere to, but it'll be exciting to be in Europe and Thursday nights will have something booked for most of the rest of this, the rest of the, the rest of the. Well, year. there you go. You know,
0: if we can't go outside, at least you'll have something preoccupying you throughout the week. I mean, we we did have you know the cup games were quite nice, for the few that we won. Um, unfortunately, last night was uh, was not the best, but hey, you, you can't win them all, especially if you don't make any fucking subs. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so something I always ask um, people on here is, what, what how 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 do the Leicester fans feel about the management of the club? Um, I know so, it's a bit of a weird weird thing to ask but I think given clubs have clubs identities um, vary in many ways and I think a lot of the time it's based around who's managing at that time
1: so I mean obviously we really love our owners and our owners have been super kind and super gentle I mean even the, the close season they were sending us all gifts and stuff I think my boyfriend was getting rather annoyed with the amount of flags and clappers that I have lying around the house but and um, so we're, we're very lucky and you know they obviously do, running a duty-free business that um, it's not the best time for cash flow given that none of us are going anywhere <laughs> um, but so I think they've been really thoughtful and some of the messages from the club have been just wonderful um if you'd asked us if you'd asked me this 9 months ago Brendan Rodgers was the the messiah and he could do no wrong obviously we started the season really well um but falling out of the champions league places after having been there all season there's a little bit of a a little bit of that in the back of our memories um, Obviously, we've signed a couple of players now. It looked at the beginning of the season, it felt a bit ropey um, because we hadn't signed anyone. We desperately needed centre back, um, having lost um, Harry Maguire. We hadn't we hadn't really replaced him, and then with Ben Chilwell moving on, now Stania came in. Um, and Fafana hopefully will sign. But we've, we've been a bit worried about our squad and particularly going into the Europa League when you've got a lot... And, you know, the fixture list feels quite intense. I mm-hmm. don't know how you're finding it. it. just feels like, OK, I do love it at the moment. So, the so well. But I'm like, do I really want to see two games a week for the whole for rest of this year?
0: Well, I guess the congestion as well. You've got, um, obviously, Europa League. You've got uh, domestic cups. But I think they're trying to... They want to finish the season uh, on schedule, don't they? So, the actual typical fixture list is also compressed for the for mm. the game itself, but um yeah again gives us something to do when we can't do anything else <laughs> so so look looking to the game this weekend how how would you expect to to line up versus West Ham
1: yeah it's an interesting one I think he'll change it back to a sort of four five one formation uh, versus the uh, slightly more defensive back five we sort of back five turning into three and um, he lined up against um, Man City where we were playing more counter-attacking given we're at home it feels weird you know it's a home game but I was like kind of is it a home game it doesn't really there is no such thing as a home game even if it's the state it's our home stadium and um, home home game is one I'm sat in my seat in so it doesn't feel like a home game and um, the sofa has become our new seats and um, it will be, I think, I mean, so Evans is back, so i don't will start with Castania and Justin. Uh, almost Certainly, I think it'll be interesting to see whether Under, who's uh, our new winger, um, will start. Um, I suspect he will come on rather than start uh, for Perez. And I think um, the other question that's out is still whether Madison will start. So Madison's been getting 30, 40 minutes of games. Um, and in the last couple of games he's not he's not been entirely fit um, but I am excited because our midfield, dime, our, our three Belgian Diamonds uh, have been playing beautifully and there's been some, you know, you can tell they, they play together for a national team because the interplay has been wonderful and we've actually been fun to watch which is great again
0: And then that's such an important thing, you know, I, I think we're, it's pretty obvious how we're going to line up um, we've we found our first 11 more or less um, but, but seeing... The the teams being a joy to watch the last week against Wolves, um, no one saw that that coming uh, at all. Um, but it was the way we played. It was the way we moved the ball around. It was just it just wasn't West Ham. It, it came out of the blue. I fully expected, looking at the line of fixtures we've got coming up, that we wouldn't have a point by the end of October. Um, but instead, that was that was a wonderful surprise. But it was good to see the players playing. way they were with a lot of freedom they obviously were very relaxed um compare that to the first game against Newcastle where I think a lot of the heads had dropped because of the whole situation around Dean Garner and Mark Noble had spoken out against the ownership a little bit on that regard and it felt like it affected the whole the whole team um and then after that that seemed like our first you know winnable one and then we have this 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 run but the system's clearly working for the first team. And I think I liked what he was doing in terms of playing uh, Anderson and, um, and Allaire in the cup games and giving them a little bit of confidence, You know, playing against lower league opposition, getting some goals in, and obviously bringing on Allaire against Wolves towards the end, him getting a goal. I hope that's the start of something. But I think yeah, it's pretty clear he's probably going to be starting with uh, with Antonio up front. Uh, and fingers crossed that he's you know, kind of created that, that same uh, feeling, or that transformation with Antonio, as he did with Onalovitch um, previously, and we see plenty of goals. That being and said, Antonio's is thirty, um, and he runs a lot. You know, his hamstrings could go any minute, and that's my, my biggest fear. Um,
1: How are you guys feeling about your owners? Because you had a bit of beef last—was it last season? Uh, and I did—I did I did, no- I did notice Mark Noble's say. comments. I thought that was interesting. That was quite from your club captain. and <sighs> all.
0: I, I try to not be too um, I'm definitely not pro I'm not singing their praises but the same token I don't want to become another um, shouting voice in the crowd because I think all too easy then your whole opinion and your perspective and, and how you come across people can try and tag that to the the bad feeling um, but I, I do think the time is up on them uh, you know they said to themselves we're not Russian oligarchs we're not um, you know uh shakes from the middle east or whatever and if you're saying you can't or you won't compete financially then you shouldn't be in the business of running a football club because it's not a money-making exercise It, it is what it is you know um so i think for their own good as well as the good of the club they should be selling to people who are willing to make that investment but the situation is what it is they own the club i think there's a clause in place which means they're unlikely to sell for the next two to three years um, is that about
1: the london stadium stuff or is that yeah
0: it's no they had a deal with the. Uh, i think it, i don't know if it's with the local authority or uh, the government but yeah if they sell before a certain date then a percentage of the profit on the club has to go back to whoever. Um, so, that, so they lose up to 60 million pounds i think it is but then if you look at how much realistically you have to pump into a club to keep it competing over the next three years, you know, I mean, you work in banking, right? So I, I've, I think they should cut their losses now, sell the club and then invest all their money in the markets, which have gone through the floor <laughs> because they're more <laughs> likely to make money coming back. But hey, that's, that's talking shop a little bit. So, so, ba- so back to no, no one invests in
1: the, no one invests in the football club to make money. I mean, clearly, I think it's obvious that it's a it's a, it's a complete cash sink rather than a cash cow. So.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a rich man's plaything, and, and we've known that for some time. But now it's become a very 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 rich man's plaything, or I should say, rich person's plaything. Um, but but going back to to the, the squads, I and mean, we talk about how we how we set up. Who do you think will be dangerous for? Uh, let's let's start with West Ham. If there's one player that, if I ask this question the other way around, if there's one player that we could take from you guys, I think I'd find it difficult because there'd be so many to pick from. If I ask you, it may be difficult because there's so few. But if there was one player from West Ham who you would take, who would it be?
1: Oh, I mean, the one thing we've, I feel we lack, lack a little bit, it's quite a young it feels like Leicester was a very young team and young squad and we don't sometimes have the bite in the midfield. So even though Martino it's is not necessarily the most technically perfect player, but the, I like his battle. I like his fight. He does seem to score against us, which is a bit annoying. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he's someone there. I mean, is Declan Rice stayed with you guys in the end? So far. I mean, so he,
0: far.
1: obviously a talent as well. Um, though I think, I mean, actually that's not the, that's one area we're not, um, we're not really short in. I, uh, yeah, I don't think you have any centre-backs or, or forwards that I'm really desperate to nick off yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, for us, I think, you know, uh, just looking at them out, I mean, I could pick any number of players, but I think the, the, the one that's probably sticks the most is Vardy, just for the number of goals he's had over the number of seasons. And I think some time back, we had the opportunity to sign him years back and said no, because, you know, who who's this guy? Oh, it's only the guy who's going to end up scoring a, you know, bag for against you in the future but uh, yeah so who, at the weekend then who's going to be your biggest threat to uh, you know, against against West Ham
1: you're not alone in the, in the Vardy bit I mean I think he scores a hat fill against everyone I think Man City and Pep must be sick of the sight of him um, but I, I, I'll be completely honest when I saw his debut at Torquay away in the League Cup stages many many moons ago I was like oh, will we spend a million quid on this for <laughs> 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 I'm, happy, I'm happy to be proven completely wrong And um, so I think for this game, I think um Barnes has just been called up to the England squad, so I think he'll be buzzing. Um I think there's there's a, there's a half chance of him. him uh, he's been playing well anyway. Um, I mean, Tielemans and you know, the Belgian, the three trio of Belgians, just playing beautifully. Um, and you know, you'll see this on you'll see this on Sunday. And obviously Bardi is danger man. You know, it's funny for us to look at him as an older man, um, but we're, we're he's doing the up. job. Yeah, absolutely doing the job. I think we've got a good two more seasons out of him as well. And I mean, just the rate at which he scores and what he does with so few touches, he's just magic. Um, I read his autobiography over the over, over last year and just remember thinking like, it's amazing your story to come from literally non-league and to be like a top Premier League striker. I think mm. people, the way, you know, the way the media re- represent stuff, it's always about Aguero. It's always about, you know, big, big four players Vardy has been the best striker one of the best one of the best three strikers in the Premier League for the last three years for sure and never gets any of the plaudits you know it's all about Kane and whatnot and, and interesting interesting uh, Big. I,
0: I like that I like I like that story you know regardless of whether it's one of our players or not I love that whole story of a player coming from seemingly you know the kind of football that people disregard and then going well, no I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna fight my way through and I'm gonna work my way to the very very top and become one of the best and and I think that's the kind of romantic thing that we all like to latch on to but also it's a really positive message right it doesn't, doesn't matter where you are there's always the uh potential to to push your way to the top if you really want it
1: one of the train journeys back from the king power so you know I live in London like you but it doesn't feel quite like a glory hunting fan like some of the others but uh you live where you live um, but um i met a film crew who'd been filming for the, the 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 film they want to make about jamie vardy and his like his story and i could i do hope they make it one day because i just think it is a, especially in these times when everything's so depressing it's quite nice to have a sort of rags to riches and sort of positive story that anyone can make it even later on in life as well I love that
0: I mean I, I would watch it purely if they included the uh, Wagger for the Christie scenario that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, Jamie Vardy is not my favourite Vardy. It's got to be Rebecca. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I still don't fully understand what on earth was going on with all that. But you know, oh, well, I think it's
0: got a way to go. Yeah, because it sounds like it's <laughs> gonna gonna go to the courts. Oh, um, look, let, let's flip it the other way though. Who, which which West Ham player do you think is gonna be a danger against you guys?
1: Oh, really hard to say actually. I mean, obviously you obviously had a good performance against Wolves. Um, I, um, I didn't. I, I was. Uh, I didn't watch match of the day on Saturday, so I'm actually not sure who played well. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess Noble always scores against us and or tends to score against us once a year without fail. Normally penalties. So I, I meant, yeah, me- he,
0: do you know what he was? Um, I don't know if he still is, but he was ranked fourth best penalty taker in Europe because he very, <laughs> very rarely misses. He's very good at those, but doesn't score many from open play.
1: And yeah, uh, I, uh, I guess, uh, well, yeah, you, you tell me who, who do you think will be dangerous on, on Sunday?
0: Look, at, the, at the moment, it's got to be, you know, Antonio and Bowen, I think. Well, yeah. well actually, there's, there's a few. So you've got Antonio and Bowen who are just, they go at such pace. Um, And I really like Bowen because he gets kicked all over the place, but he just fights through, he gets up. Antonio can seemingly you know drag a ball through past five guys and you know still have it somehow stuck to his foot traditionally his problem is he he does all the hard work and then blasts over from 6 yards but he does seem to have you know since the restart found his form um the other one is Sucek's been fantastic since he came in on loan um just such a threat like just charges in uh, to a cross and just you know hammers it home with his head like so there's a there's a few um I'd like to where's see Antonio. So, so on. Gets, sorry, sorry, go on.
1: Uh, where's Sucek on
0: loan from? No, we've got him now, permanent. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It became permanent for this season. So the there was an option, or it was condition that if we stayed up, that we signed him. So, uh, uh-huh. so we have. Yeah, fa- fantastic players. There's, there's a few there, but I'd like to see Antonio get a goal. I'd like to see this be his season where he really, you know, like I say, he's 30. It'd be good for him to have a good solid season of proving what he can do because he's another one. You know, he came from non league football and uh, went really, to, yeah. to Southampton when they were in the lower leagues, uh, came to us from Nottingham Forest, um, and another one who's just worked hard. You know, he kept his Are head you, down, and worked hard.
1: you now guaranteed us Leicester fans won't like him because he's A Forest lad. That's not good. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. sorry, I forget. It's from, the, from from that part of the world, right? <laughs> so, um, moving on then. So, if we look to let's, let's look ahead of the game just for for a moment, where do you realistically let, let's let's say two things. Where do you realistically see yourselves finishing, and where is it you think you can finish? Do You think you can do it again? So, I think we'll finish. I think we'll finish top six
1: again um, if we can keep the format. I think we need two more players. Um, we've just lost Wilfred Ndidi for 12 matches uh, at least 12 weeks um, which is going to be a real we clearly didn't have a big enough squad at the end of the run-in last season when we were Chilwell out injured Madison out injured and we don't have that depth in squad and the youth players are not not all quite there There's, there's quite a bit of a gap from Premier League first team status and to make top six. I think we do have enough in the in the tank to, to make to make top six again and what I'd love us to do is to be in the Champions League again and be able to go next year. I mean it's
0: uh, yeah let's wish- let's hope anyone can go next year. Let's oh. just hope it's it's all sorted by then. Fingers crossed for the vaccine. Um <laughs> and, and and where and you know honestly you know, put back, put banter to one side for a moment honestly where do you see West Ham finishing this season?
1: um i think you're lucky this season because there are a lot worse clubs and teams so you know uh, i think you'll 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 be comfortably mid bottom half of the table um and if you have a good run maybe maybe lower Lower top half of the table, if, you, if you're lucky, but there are just some, you know, Fulham are going down. Like I think they just lost to Brentford, and I was uh, skimming the results earlier. Um, in, in the, I appreciate it's the Haribo Cup, but I mean, uh, it, you know, it, it still they look like they're going down, down without trace. Um, so I think you know, I don't think relegation is the same threat as it has been in previous seasons for you this year.
0: I'll, I'll take that. And, and with Fulham, it's nice to see Scott Parker. Um, you know, I, I think I've, I've always liked him not just as a player but I think as a human being I think he's just got this air of um sort of calm dignity about him and seeing him uh you know seeing some of his his uh press conferences and stuff he's you know he clearly cares a lot about the game I've seen some funny ones where they've um put his his kind of uh monologues over the top of some music by the streets and a few other things and it works quite well but yeah I, I, I'm glad to see him um, taking his step into management and you know and in the Premier League I don't so, think anyone
1: dislikes Fulham it's just I mean they just look woefully unequipped I mean if you're getting smashed uh, by, by Brentford and I mean there's quite a few I mean Sheffield United have been the one that shocked me this season I, you know they were so t- tight at the back and really a, a very good team they were very you know, we, we did beat them but, um, but I think we beat them way. but we it was tough. It was it, you were in a game. It wasn't. It wasn't easy. And to see them with zero and ball points on the board, and yeah, you know, also being Burnley, I expected Burnley not getting anything. Sean Dyche is nothing if not a scrapper.
0: Mm. Um, so, another question before we get to the the final one of of, of the, about this weekend's match. I always ask uh, opposition fans what their club's fans think of West Ham. So when we spoke to Joe, we said, you know, with, with Arsenal, I think there's uh, that whole uh, super intense thing of Arsenal fans and Arsenal fan TV builds up a certain picture about people. Um, and he said, you know, for, for Arsenal's point of view, we're, we're not Spurs essentially, so they don't mind us. Um, I know some clubs like us a lot less than others. Uh, what's, do we even register on Leicester's radar?
1: So I guess I mean it used to be when you were in your old state in Berlin Ground it was really we'd, we'd pretty much we'd only won two games at the Berlin Ground in fifty years so it would always been an absolute like oh, it's West Ham again and on on away days it always felt like that.
0: I think you're That's of a... kind of depressing that you're saying that, and now it's going to be the opposite.
1: Oh yeah, I think I think we've won hot, more than half we have got more than fifty percent win rate at, at uh, the London Stadium. Um, uh, I mean, to be fair, we you know we've been better this this, this return to the Premier League. But I mean, I, th- I went to the I think it was there it was two thousand and one roughly or early two thousands. So I saw us first time in 50 40 odd years we would won the, the billion grand, and I think we won in the last season but it'd been like you know, three and 50 isn't it's pretty good going for US West Ham <laughs> um, um, but I think like you're not you don't like really you know it's not a club that we have strong feelings of I think what's what has struck strong feelings is that the London Stadium is probably the most the, on the least favourite away days just because of and you know you know this we've tried to meet up for a, a pint at, at different times because of where you where you guys meet up for a drink and where we're trying to come in from logistics and what it's just it's not it's nothing personal Jim but we've just not yeah. been able to get and like that because the travel and transport logistics so make it so difficult to have any any atmosphere around there
0: yeah no I, I, I completely get that and and one of the things I like that they've done recently in, or in recent seasons is they've got the outside areas now with the bars that go around and you can go out there at half time and you can go there before the match. Now and they've got entertainment, they've got music, they've got some guy just like crooning from the back of a, a van, but it, it, it does have, it's not a pub. It's by no means a pub, uh, but it's, it's got, you know, it's something, it's something, somewhere for you to go somewhere to have a drink, somewhere to have a mingle before the game. So maybe we'll catch you at some point in the future outside the London stadium. Probably not this season. I mean, from West Ham's perspective, you know, I think looking at Leicester, we're looking with envy on what we should be, how we should be running our club. Essentially, you know, you're a well-run club, you buy well. Um, you know, I think principle-wise, you know, you, you're kind of doing everything the right way. And sometimes we just look in the mirror and think, how, how are we where we are? I don't think we're a big club. I don't I don't like the idea of big club mentality. I think um when when a club gets to that stage where its fans are thinking of that it gets arrogant. Um but I think we are a, a you know a well supported club. I think we're you know in terms of global recognition probably not massive but still people know who we are. Um and I think we should be doing the name of the club much better than than we are currently. And that's that's not a, a knock to the players um, and their efforts But I just think There's something wrong With the strategy
1: Do, um, do you think Do you think it's related To the stadium move um, Because no, I just... That
0: would be uh, An easy out To say it's to do With the stadium This is uh, I think we got A lucky last season I think maybe We were swept up In the romance A bit A bit You know We had form- a former player man- Managing us in Bilic We had Payet Which made all Of the difference You know uh, He was He was that good Um but, you know, it's always been... I mean, people talk about the London Stadium's quiet. Upton Park could be devastatingly quiet at times. Um, and I've heard London Stadium roar not very often, but I have. Um, there's something not quite right in the DNA of the club at the moment. And that's really what it boils down to, in my opinion. But look, we do. We look at you guys with envy. and We wish we were running in the, in the same way.
1: I'm, I must admit, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like people... But, but people, it's funny because you only remember the games you have been at other people's stadium, stadia, and it's it's funny because when how much we say the London is quiet, and then yeah, the media like to call it quiet. I think it was I think we won three two in the end, but we was a game where it was so loud because it went. We, I think we were two 0 up or three nil up or two one up or something like that, and because it was just it was very loud when you scored, and then you know when you were pushing for an equaliser. And anyone said it was a quiet stadium and was completely mistaken. I think it's just the overall experience. I mean, I, I was sat on the back row i mean i might have someone watching on telly and felt
0: the same view yeah i'm very i'm very lucky i'm on row 30 i think i've got a really really good view um but i think that stadium could be much better i think a new owner potentially if they came in and bought the stadium as well as the club you know and and packed it all in the way it should be i think it would Mm -hmm. be a, a fantastic stadium but uh yeah, we are we are where we are. Um, so let, let, let's let's finish up with uh, the the match this weekend. So finally, give me your predicted scoreline and your predicted goal scorers.
1: I'm going for a big three 0 which um, is uh, sounds ridiculous to be predicting this. I would never been predicting this sport at the beginning of the season, um, but just the the way we're playing at the moment, the result on Sunday, and I'm I'm going to put Barnes down for first goal scorer. Um, a, because he's scored against you before, I think, uh, or, or last season, and I think he will be exciting and buzzing from his England call-up, but um, I, I, no doubt there'll be a certain Jamie Vardy on the score sheet as well. Interesting your, interesting your, your expectation.
0: Oh, I, I, could, uh, I could easily see. I mean, I think there's some, there's some players that you look at them, you, you think you, you're going to score. So um, it used to be Lukaku every game. So we know, we know he's going to score. So we know we need to score at least one to draw because we know Lukaku's going to score. Callum Wilson is another one. You know he's going to score. I said this to Ian before the Newcastle game. You know, I, I hate to be right in this in this situation, but, uh, but I was. Um, so yeah, Vardy, you would imagine would score. Um, I, I struggle to be optimistic as a West Ham fan, but I'm gonna. I'm going to optimistically go for a tool because um, I think this team has goals in it now, but I still think defensively, we are, um, we are a real mess at times. Um, I mean, just target, target the, the right-hand side. Cause our left back typically, you know, he's not been doing well recently, Cresswell, since the restart, Masuaku is, you know, the, the other option there. Very good going forward. Very good feet. He can stroll past, you know, several players. But defensively, he's just so poor. So I'm going to go for 2 Or I'm going to say for us, I'm going to say Bowen and Suchek to score. Although I want Antonio too. I'm going to go for Bowen and Suchek. Right, that's that's it. That's everything. So thank you very much for joining me today, Rishi. It's really nice talking to you. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. But obviously not this weekend. <laughs>
1: Knew that was coming, knew that was coming. No, pleasure to see you too, Jim. And, you know, I look forward to us being able to raise a pint again. I mean, you know, hopefully we're going to miss out the King Power Stadium, but with any luck, maybe some partial return to the London Stadium. So I can't remember when we're playing later in the season again, but uh, hopefully we'll get to have a beer together again because it feels so long. Well, look,
0: If it happens, if it happens, then I'll make sure that I drag you guys down to actually I don't I don't drink beer anymore. Uh, yeah, I I mean, mind, you, mind you keep keep the moves out of the picture but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take you to the, the little horse the horse box bar where they've got all of the rums and all of the gins that's my favorite place to stop by oh very good i can, I can
1: handle a gin i can handle
0: a gin <laughs> oh well i'm there right <laughs> thanks very much take care and i'll catch you all later brilliant